should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. You're listening to the post game podcast by Inside Carolina. Sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com, Carolina 78, Virginia Tech 56, day one of the ACC tournament on Tuesday night in Greensboro. Good win for the Tar Heels to start the tournament off, and I've got Dewey Burke here to discuss this game and look ahead a little bit. Dewey, uh, let's get it out of the way. Uh, we talked just a, for a second uh, before we started recording. That looked like a Carolina basketball game throughout, but especially in the second half. It really did. Uh, it was encouraging to see that we were able to pound the ball inside consistently and get rewarded for it. As you said, uh, we got to the free throw line, made the free throws when we had our opportunities. And I think the biggest thing was we've had several opportunities or games when we've been up anywhere from 8 to 10, 11, 12, especially down the stretch the last 8, 10 games of the season. And we never could quite step on the other team's throat and push it to 20, 22, 23, 25. And we did that tonight. We kept getting stops. We didn't get comfortable. We kept getting stops and then came down the other end and got great shots and made them. B-Rob's threes obviously were the notable shots, but we kept running that pick and roll with Garrison and Cole, which was working really well, getting the ball inside Garrison in the post, Mondo on the backboard, contributions from everybody, and we stepped on their throat. That was what was most encouraging to me. Yeah, they had the opportunity to do that in Blacksburg. Just couldn't get over the hump, had too many guys out. And then when you have Brandon Robinson playing like he did tonight, and, and I want to talk a little bit later in this podcast about um, what you know he's going through playing in this ACC tournament, but just speak to his performance. I, I think he hit three threes in the game win and run that sort of put the Hokies away, something that Carolina sorely missed, like you mentioned, all year. That's right. And we, we were without him for big stretches and a number of games where he would have been critical to potentially having better success. But the biggest thing is he's shooting the ball with confidence. When he's open, he's letting it rip. And we have not had a lot of willing shooters. We talked about that a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago. You know, you have to be a willing shooter, especially when you have somebody like Cole that draws so much attention. If he creates a shot for you and you just catch it and shot fake or catch it and don't do anything, the defense resets. And B-Rob was a willing shooter tonight, pulled the trigger whenever he had a glimmer. And obviously he was feeling good about his stroke. The the three off the bounce with the step back was nasty. Uh, really nice, clean move and ripped it. And it was it's just great to see as a senior him, you know, having a good night. And hopefully it's the first of five. Yep. And you mentioned he's a senior. And you and I have talked on these podcasts for – two, three, four years now, and it's always the same thing with guys that are seniors, is throughout the course of the year, you realize the end is near. Now B-Rob's in a situation where the end is tomorrow. If he doesn't come out to perform, how tough is that 
for a player to have that, it, it's got to be in the back of your head. I don't care what they say. They're not, they say they're not thinking about it. He's got to be, it's got to be back there in some recess and he comes out and he plays well and he's really played well the last part of the season when he's been healthy. He has. It's just, it's more than anything, honestly, it's weird. It's just a, it's an eerie, weird feeling and you, you have emotions you haven't felt before. The finality of it, it starts when, it, when you have your last home game. And then really every game from there just has a, a little bit of a strange aura around it. You just don't want it to end. And um, he certainly was feeling that, no question. And came out and played great and played like he wasn't done and wasn't wasn't ready to go home or, or be done in the ACC tournament anyway. So uh, no question he's thinking about it. Uh, and he he has it different than than the other seniors. The, the grad transfers, they've only been here one year. So so for B-Rob, he's the, you don't want to call him a real senior as if the other ones aren't real, but you understand what I mean. He's the, he's the true four-year scholarship player. He's been there the whole time and the last ho- holdover from our championship team, right? So he's had incredible memories and a great run, and he just don't want it to end. And tonight he played like he didn't want it to end. He did indeed. Brandon Robinson, five for six from three. 31 minutes, 17 points, you know, he's continued to perform for Carolina and for them to have that three point shooting will certainly bode well in the next round. But before I get there, let's talk about Garrison Brooks. Dewey, I feel like we're doing it every game now. I mean, Garrison didn't shoot it too terribly well. He, he finished strong um, and got it going in the second half. But uh, I mean, the biggest thing for me watching Garrison Brooks is and I'll talk about it, and then it'll go sideways next game, but 8 for 10 from the free throw line. That's what we're talking about, getting the ball inside that Carolina's always done, getting rewarded for it, as in getting uh, the foul calls when they're there. Carolina goes 19 for 25 for as a team from the foul line, but Brooks, another 8 for 10 night, finishes with 20. I mean, he just keeps getting better and better, and he's starting to do – to round it off, you know, to get more complete. And I just think that 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 is fun to watch. It is. And what you're talking about is efficiency. I mean, he's he's right now an incredibly efficient scorer in the post. Six for 11 from uh, the field. Probably could have made a couple more of those were relatively easy, chippy ones. He could have been eight for 11, eight for 10 from the line. So 11 field goals to end up with 20 points. That's high efficiency. And I loved how we used him tonight. He was a good pressure release at the top of the key and was able to make plays from there a couple times. We were in that pick and roll on the side with Cole several times with great success, the two notable ones with the, the easy dunks for Garrison. And then he also got the post and scored over both shoulders, his little jump hook over his left shoulder, his turnaround jumper over his right, offensive rebound or two. He had a block. He's a true presence. I mean, he is so much better than I think any of us thought he would be on the offensive end. Uh, he's still most of the time really good defensively. He's our best talker. He's our, our best leader as an upperclassman. But he's really become a, a strong offensive player and a force. And we talked about it last game, but he's a confident guy right now. And it's it's fun to watch. And when we can pound it in there and feel confident about what play he's going to make, say for a couple turnovers and he had one or two, uh, it helps us. That's how we're used to playing is inside out. And, and he is a force right now. Yep. And when he's able to command sort of a double team, it opens it up for Armando. I mean, five for nine, 12 and 11 for Baycott. Carolina has to have that to have any chance to make a run in this ACC tournament. I thought Baycott had energy. 
he, you know, he's still got some shots he's got to be able to finish. I mean, if all summer he should work on getting stronger and developing a 12 to 15 foot game, but 12 and 11, something Roy Williams take every night, every night. And, and he's, you know what he is? He's just still a freshman. That's, that's the reality. He's still, he'll have a flash or a couple of plays where you say, man, that's the five-star kid. We, we hoped we had. And then he makes plays that you're like, Oh yeah, he's still 18. You know, he still makes silly mistakes and silly fouls and gets in the way of people trying to run a set or forgets a play. And he's just a freshman. So I think uh, what you said is absolutely right. He needs to spend a whole summer really, really working in the weight room on his lower half because it's not that hard for players to knock him off balance and then he can't finish. He, he misses a lot of shots around the rim that you feel like if if you had the touch, you would make. But to me, a lot of it is because of balance and strength. He gets knocked off his center, and uh, he's not able to finish. So a lot of strength work, a lot of touch work, working on finishing with both hands, working on his free throws, and then conditioning as well. And you put all that together, and he could absolutely have a breakout season next year. All the ability in the world, it's all there. We're going to know what kind of worker he is when we see him play next year. Indeed, and he needs to hang out with Brooks all summer and learn the post moves that Bruce just do whatever he does all of them every play just do whatever garrison does yeah and uh it, it'll be interesting to watch like you said we'll see how much he's willing to work and does work when we see him again next year assuming next year let me take a short second to talk about johnny t-shirt.com of course they're sponsors of this podcast they're great places to visit on franklin street if you're in town there's some reasons to be in chapel hill over the next couple months one is the spring game uh, matt brown's tar heels will cap off football practice on april 18th go to johnny t-shirt while you're in town say hello to them thank them for being sponsors of this inside carolina podcast and inside carolina friends and then thank them for the 10 percent off your everyday order if you're inside carolina premium subscriber if you can't get it there get it online they've got everything you could possibly want basketball gear football soccer i say it every time because i mean it every time they've got everything you could possibly want for your Tar Heel fandom, Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Dewey, Carolina's got Syracuse tomorrow. And I'm not, you know, these night, late night games, I guess it doesn't really matter as long as um, they use their time in between these games efficiently. But I kind of wanted to see Carolina be able to maybe not have too many guys push 30 minutes in this one. And I believe uh, Brandon Robinson – uh, Cole Anthony and Garrison Brooks were over 30 minutes and Black was up there at 26 and then Baycott at 29. So not much unlike the whole season has been. But talk about the grind that is the ACC tournament. It's usually three and three for North Carolina. It's potentially five and five for this team. But the first night to the next night, does the fatigue even bother you on the second day? I don't think so. And, and the key thing is that it wasn't 39 minutes for Cole and Garrison. It wasn't 43 minutes. You know, it didn't go overtime. That's, to me, that's your bigger concern when you're talking about minutes. You know, all you care about is winning the game, however you have to win it. But it was nice that we were able to get a lead and they only had to play, we can call it low 30s instead of 39 or all 40. Uh, because you could see he rested Cole once in the first half. Had that been a close game in the second, he was not coming out. So he would have played 39 minutes. Uh, so even those extra five that he got to rest 
will be critical and, and they won't feel it tomorrow. And the other thing, tomorrow night is not an overly taxing opponent from a conditioning perspective because they sit in that zone. You know, you're passing the ball a lot on offense and the pace doesn't tend to get up and down quite as much. But what we're going to need tomorrow is, is to continue shooting the ball the way we did tonight. Obviously, the Syracuse zone forces you to shoot a lot of outside shots unless you're really diligent and disciplined about getting the ball to the free throw line and trying to break it down. So that's going to be the key. You know, we've got to get the ball to Garrison and get the ball to Mondo. I think Justin Pierce has a role to play in that game tomorrow, getting to the free throw line with his ability to shoot. And then coach's rule is when you catch the ball at the high post against his own is look low for a post to post and then look opposite. And that's always the, the, the right play. And it should lead to a lot of open threes, but we got to make them. And uh, they don't have anybody on their side offensively that really scares me. I think if we play the way we're capable and shoot the ball well, we should win. Yeah, you you hit it where I was going with that. Um, I didn't think tonight was very taxing. Uh, I mean, Virginia Tech gets up and down a little bit, but it it didn't – well, it's overly stressful for the team. But you're right. Tomorrow is all about executing and hitting open shots. And Carolina had that opportunity who has a big game for no, tomorrow night for Carolina to advance? I think it's got to be B-Rob again, you know, and Cole as well. Cole shot the ball fantastic up at Syracuse when we won a couple weeks ago. I don't even know that he attempted a three tonight. Or maybe he took one at the end of the shot clock that I recall. Um, or I guess he did make one too. So uh, yeah, whatever, but he only shot three threes. He's going to shoot probably six, seven or eight tomorrow. And so I think B-Rob and Cole are the key that if they can make some shots, it'll just open up that middle for Garrison to do what he does. But I think safe to say, and knock on wood, don't let me jinx him, but we can count on Garrison to give us what he's been giving us. We need guys to make outside shots. So I look for Cole and B-Rob to have big nights, hopefully. Yeah, and, and Christian Keeling needs to shake off whatever that was. I mean, that could have been really bad. Yeah, it was ugly. Um, and and you know, I don't know if Carolina has played a game all season if, without somebody going to the locker room at least once. Um, so we'll see how Keeling bounces back. He he came back in and got a few minutes. Not sure how good he looked uh, physically in those few minutes back. But anyway, Carolina Syracuse tomorrow night, probably nine thirty at least. It always cracks me up to see games scheduled at seven and nine. Carolina will play at nine thirty at the earliest. I think Dewey. It's always a pleasure. Uh, we're winding down to the end, but as long as Carolina wins, we'll be here on the Inside Carolina podcast. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.